pop culture and gaming has changed. No longer is it just for the nerds and geeks, not just the kids and teens, but for everyone. Even four black guys with similar tastes, but totally different personalities. Join us as we talk about the latest in gaming, film and TV, and entertainment. Content by us, for us. Join us at the SHOE program. Yo, 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 welcome to the EJ and J podcast. Uh, we got a special guest today that we're going to bring along to over some anime. Um, his name is Riley, close friend of Jay's, good friend of mine. Um, but welcome to the podcast, uh, the E&J podcast. Um, you already know it's part of the shoe program, giving y'all what y'all want. Uh, we got a couple of things that we want to go over today. Uh, some big things that have happened recently. Um, and we also have an anime section where we'll go over some new anime that you guys can check out. Uh, so we're going to jump into it. Uh, the first things first, uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, the trailer dropped about a week and a half ago um, for the movie, which will be on HBO Max. I believe it's April 16th, HBO Max. Um, and looks like the Red Band trailer has now broken uh, record viewership and it is now the most viewed red band trailer of all time uh myself i thought the red band trailer was amazing um jay and riley what y'all think first off you you know i loved it oh my god it it, it was great it, it was great i thought it was fanfare i i didn't believe it was real it was blasphemy i still don't understand that <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was great man it, it was oh man it was just uh First of all, I've been I've been anticipating that 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 trailer for a long time. A lot of MK fans were kind of curious on how this movie was going to come out, and you know there was, as you guys know, there was multiple attempts to do a a film before this one. You know, they even tried to do a third film um, of the of the Paul uh, the Paul S. Anderson films, but that one got canceled. Mm -hmm. And uh, they tried to do a web series, and it, that didn't fall through. So we finally got this one. And it looks great. It did not disappoint. Of course, I have my, my questions and my theories, but overall, I'm excited. I'm excited. Father, what'd you think, man, when you actually figured out it was a real trailer? Uh, I had to look more into it because I had to realize that it's actually real. But man, uh, <laughs> I, I just can't believe they even put, come over here. Oh, that was, it's just the nostalgia. It was like, ah. Oh. Well, my favorite character of the series of all time for the audience, for y'all to know, is Sub-Zero is, is definitely my favorite character ever. Uh, close second would be Liu Kang, but I've always had this thing about Sub-Zero being badass. Even when he was the, the bad version of Sub-Zero, um, Bihan, before it switched over to his younger brother. Um, but yeah, Sub-Zero has always been my dude. So to see the trailer started off like that, and then they... You know, kind of changed up the lore a little bit and, and showed that Sub Zero was the one who actually broke uh, Jax's arms yeah, off in the yeah. whole scene. With that was amazing. I was dude. Whenever that happened, I'm like, oh, that's such a good like story pivot there. Exactly, exactly. Like, so they already had me. They had me from the first five seconds of the thing. So when he frees the bullet, 
coming out, it reminded me of in the original Mortal Kombat movie when they were under the boat and uh, Shang Tsung brings out Scorpion and Sub-Zero and uh, he puts his hand on the gun and he freezes the gun. So it kind of reminded me of that, kind of like Riley said, a little nostalgia a little bit with something different and being a new character and bringing Jax into the fold so early. And I, I, I'm ready for it. And then they already know we talked about this outside the podcast. Um, it looks like the fatality that Liu Kang had was with the dragon. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. that looks fire. They got that in there, like the well, that's, that's what like the animal. Well, I wouldn't say the animality. Is it the animality, or, or that was just regular? Um, uh, was that a Mortal Kombat one? That was uh, no, that's a that's a that's usually the fatality. But the the animality was when he actually that was introduced in Mortal Kombat Four, where he actually changed into the dragon, and uh, right, they, right. They, they did that in MK Two, and it was terrible. But uh, but this one looks like like you said, this one looks like it's gonna be a um. A straight up fatality, and if you play like the recent games, you see it in his uh his fatalities too. Like he summons a big dragon, and they'll come and like eat the person up and stuff. Yeah, yep. I I'm think a, I think if you're correct, it was in Mortal Kombat one or two. I, I can't remember which one. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Um, like you said with Jax, first off, that was a good idea. Whoever edited edited that and did the trailer editing for that to put that scene where Sub-Zero breaks Jax's arms off because that kind of set the tone for the rest of the trailer. So Yep. And, yep. <laughs> yes, and it let it let everybody know, all right, we we not playing, we coming to show you guys some rated R stuff and I I, I like that and I'm a big like you said you're a big Sub-Zero fan, I'm a big Luke Kane fan. I, I like I always play with Luke Kane, you know, he has that blue that he's a Bruce Lee archetype. And uh, that's my boy. That's my number one um, go-to player in MK. I mastered all his moves. Um, so just to see, like you said, that dragon move and and uh, him do that in the movie shows that they really they they're gonna add some care to the character and they're gonna do him justice. But I am a little bit worried because in the trailer we find out that there is a new character uh, that's introduced into the into the universe now. And we all know that Luke Kane, for the most part, like Tekken, like Street Fighter, like Street Fighter has Ryu, Tekken has Jin, Mortal Kombat, you have Luke Kane as the main, uh, the chosen one or the, the central character or the, the main guy. And that's Luke Kane to Mortal Kombat. And uh, I know the last few games, they kind of they kind of put uh, Luke Kane in the background a little bit and kind of focused on Scorpion and Sub-Zero. But Luke Kane has always been um, the central character. And it don't look like it is. He's going to be the central character in this one. <laughs> so they have that new character, whoever it is. Is that supposed to be like Johnny, but they re just renamed him? Because I didn't see anything about Johnny in the uh, trailer. Well, I didn't see anything about Johnny or Katana. Didn't see either one of them in the trailer. The two. Um, it, it, there was in one shot, though, you did see fans that you did see the fan. Katana fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. I have been following um, one of the producers. I believe his name is Todd Gardner. Um, I maybe have I maybe having that wrong, but um, one of the producers he he has been really like uh, engaging with the fans and their questions. And everyone brings up, okay, I know this guy. Didn't, I know they just didn't bring <laughs> some random dude to the to the uh, to the mythos, and there's seventy something Mortal Kombat character, and you guys decide <laughs> to add a new one. And he's like, you know, it, you know, there's you got to watch the film and see. So I think there's more to him. The character's name is Cole Young. And uh, I think there's more to him than meets the eye. And we're not really going to find out too much to see the movie. But wait, 
Wait, his name is Cole Young, so we're getting the Cole train back. Cole train. <laughs> you talking about? You talking about gears? You know what you're yeah, about, that, right? that was a gears joke. Really that was a gears joke. Two different games. Two different games. <laughs> but uh, um, the Johnny Cage thing, man. Everybody's been saying, "Where's Johnny Cage? Where's Johnny Cage?" Because we all know Johnny Cage is like the comic relief, you know, of the Mortal Kombat um, uh, show, uh, uh, stories and and. To have him not be there is, is kind of crazy, and uh, I know they they in the Mortal Kombat Two Annihilation they took away they killed Jax within like the first few minutes of the film, but they were doing they that. killed Johnny yeah. yeah 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 and but I they were making room for Jax and Jax became like the new comic relief in that movie or whatever, but you were still you talking about somebody that was hot when I was in the movie there and I was a kid and they killed Johnny in the first three minutes, nigga I was hot. <laughs> Super hot. I love Johnny Cage, but go ahead, right. go ahead. No, no, I shoot, bro. I feel your pain. I feel your pain because Johnny Cage is like one of my favorite characters too, and just like he just you know his comedy and and I think one one of the interesting things about Johnny Cage was that like even though he was arrogant and he was he was an actor, he was still good. He was a good fighter. Like his his the skills were there, and I thought that's what made him interesting. Like he wasn't a fake. Like he could really fight. So. Um, I thought that was always an interesting aspect about him. Like he was a fighter that could back it, back it up, and um, right. And a lot of yeah, the white jacket champ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would say the white jacket champ. He, he's more like a uh, John Claude Van Damme or a uh, yeah, someone like that, like right, a right, right, or Steven, something like that. Yeah, right. And but the so the producer did say he said um even though he said they were everyone has been questioning whether Johnny Cage is in the film or he's been replaced, he said Johnny Cage has not been replaced. You need to watch the movie. Wow. So okay. uh This I, is why we have you around, Jay. You you, you fact check everything. It, well, I don't fact check everything. I just this is Mortal Kombat. This is a place this is something that's dear to my heart. So <laughs> so I'm following along. I'm following right. along. So um, I will say though that I can see them setting up certain characters for another one because if you think about it, Katana is stepdaughter of uh, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn, and so if he's not in the first movie, and they showed that that statue of him in the trailer, I could see them setting it up to introduce her in the second one, and maybe Johnny doesn't come around to the very end of this movie, and then he he's like a main protagonist in the in the second movie. So honestly, I I could see that happening because. It would be weird if Johnny was a main character in this movie and they didn't show him in the trailer at all. Right, like, right. that would be kind of different. So, I like I'm hoping that, that they either have a nod to him or they show him, like maybe the last, the, and you know, like the fourth act of the movie or whatever. So, we'll see. I I like that idea. Yeah, that's a very good idea. I think a lot of people are theorizing that too because this movie has a low budget. It's not actually a, a, a big budget. So, um. I think what they're trying to do is, well, a lot of people have been theorizing is okay if this movie does does really well, then they could probably get a big actor to play Johnny Cage, which I think would be great. Um, you, right. Because I yeah. think that would fit. It would fit specifically Johnny Cage. And anybody else, you really couldn't do it, do it with because people have been saying get Ryan get Ryan Reynolds. We're gonna put Ryan Reynolds in every every funny white character ever. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh my the God. perfect casting. 
it would be the perfect casting. I, I don't see them really getting Ryan Reynolds though, but it would, if this movie does good, I could I could truly see it attracting more people in a bigger budget and we can probably hopefully see um, Johnny Cage. See what they gotta do though, is they have Johnny Cage on the back of the Deadpool suit and he's just pointing at it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. We'll see though. But before we move on, I must say another great noteworthy moment in the trailer was that it was close to the end where Sub-Zero is beating Scorpion's ass and he's punching him and the blood flies into the air and he freezes the blood he sticks it in, Scorp- in, in, in uh, Scorpion's neck he makes the ice wall behind him and he throws him through the ice wall that shit got me right there and I was like <laughs> in the trailer I don't gotta see no more I don't care what else ever happened in the movie as long as I see that scene I am good right in, bro no oh my god they had me when the blood came out and he turned it, he took the water out of the blood and made a little a dagger. Exactly. Man. <laughs> Man. I was that like, part was so great. Right. And uh and having Scorpion say his line, it was, oh my God, it was just cherry, cherry. And I know people were actually um complaining about it because they was like, oh, you know, you gotta you should have had the um because you know Ed Boom, the creator of Mortal Kombat, he actually did all the voices. And all the um, lines for the original Mortal Kombat, so all the um, the gibberish that you hear them speak and stuff like that, he did all of that, and mm. and he also did get over here like Scorpion's iconic line. That's Ed Boon, and they were saying, "Oh man, you gotta have Ed Boon say the line because it just doesn't sound right with the actual guy in the in this movie saying it." I'm like, I don't care about that because to me, you finally got a Japanese guy actually playing Scorpion. And it's we actually getting to see a, a, an authentic uh, uh, ad- adaption of the character because the other scorpions they were just like some plain white guy stunt guy in a scorpion suit, you know. <clears throat> and right. So we're actually getting to see this actor become scorpion and, and do it and do his interpretation of it. So in his accent, exactly. in his accent, exactly. So if you know if he was real, I, that's how I would picture him actually sounding. Uh, I agree. I agree. And I, I want, I do want to touch on this before we move on. So we, the whole theory on who Cole Young is, you see throughout the trailer multiple times that he he has this dragon tattoo, and it's apparently some kind of invitation to the tournament. And apparently, more the, some of the fighters also have the tattoos, which makes which picks them as uh, depicts them as being chosen. And right, and he's a new character and everything. And, and, and I know everyone's trying to theorize whether he's he's John, he's really Johnny Cage whether he's um I've heard um theories on whether he's uh Sub-Zero's um little brother um because his name is Cole Young and the uh current Sub-Zero the uh the younger brother behind his name is Kwai Lang and Cole Young Kwai Lang Cole Young Kwai Lang they kind of <clears throat> trying to trying to put the little pieces together and see if that's it yep and because um, in the movie we find out, or we find out through some of the um, descriptions that Sub Zero is actually hunting Cole Young, so um, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a thing to follow. But we also see in the trailer at one point that he's like Cole Young is like looking in the mirror, and we see he sees like a vision of Scorpion, and that gets me. And I know me and EJ talked about it, and I don't know if you picked up on this uh, either, Riley, but. We were trying to kind of figure out who Cole Young could be, and I, I was—I told EJ, I, I think he's possibly the—he's probably going to be the new Scorpion. That's kind of looked like I'd be trying to set it up in a way, um, like he's possibly maybe a descendant of the uh, Shiro Ryu clan, and he's getting his visions because the actor who's playing Scorpion—he's—he's um, he's older. He's an older actor. He got to be in his fifties, I think. So, um, 
not older. Huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it, w- it would make sense to probably get a younger actor at some point, even though I wouldn't mind seeing him continue to roll. They just figure that figure out through that. But if there, it may, it could be a reason why they're um, bringing in this whole new character to possibly take his place. But at times in the trailer, we see that Cole has some kind of armor plating on him. There's a big reveal where we actually see Goro. And, yep. and Goro pops up and it looks like he's engaging in a fight with Cole Young. And in that one shot, you see Cole Young with some kind of armor plating on him. And I don't know. I don't know what y'all think about that. I think it would be a good way to introduce the young Scorpion, like you said, because the only critique I have, and it's not even really a critique, but I noticed it from the beginning was like you just said, the actor who's playing Scorpion, although he's a great actor because I've seen him in other movies before and he's always good. I thought he was a little old to be playing Scorpion, considering the fact that uh, my boy who's playing uh, Sub-Zero, he's like in his late 30s. So he's not that old at all. Like, right. And I was like, the age difference between them, that doesn't really add up and and, and such, such and such. Um, but if Cole Young is set up to take uh, to take his place, or to at least, or maybe be like a reincarnated version of him, or something like that, then I could see that being a way to introduce a younger Scorpion and add to the storyline, also. So, right. and oh, um, if that was the case, then yeah, it'll be good. And he, it, the actor that's playing Scorpion, Hiro Yu, Hiro Yuki Sonata, he's sixty. Sixty, right? So, yep. So we're talking about who Cole could basically be, right? Right. And- yeah always had these crossovers what if it's cyborg (laughs) cyborg (laughs) uh that's not happening (laughs) i don't know i don't know yeah um no this is a reboot of the series so i I doubt they're doing any dc versus uh mortal kombat um especially after (laughs) especially after the whole stuff with the real uh, Justice League movie is Cyborg. That's that's not happening. Sure. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to say like Sector or Cyrax, something like that, you know, then you know that might be more real, more realistic. But Cyborg, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just because of the name Cole. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an, an age difference because the actor who's playing uh, Sub Zero, the my boy from the Raid, Joe Taslim, he's he's 39. So, yeah, there's a big age difference. And Cole is how old, y'all said? Uh, Louis Tan, he's uh, 34. So he's a he's really young. Okay, so he's 34. Who's the 60-year-old y'all were talking about? Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, you just said his name, though, but you said he was oh. 30-something. No, he's talking about Sub-Zero. So Sub-Zero is... Sub-Zero's uh, 30. Okay, that no. actually makes perfect sense because now Cole and Sub-Zero could be brothers, right? Yeah, so Sub Zero, Sub Zero is in the guy uh, Louis Louis Tan is uh, no no Louis Tan is playing Cole and Joe Taslam is play, playing uh, Sub Zero and he's forty something right? You said uh, uh, thirty nine. He'll be forty. He'll be forty this year, but I think he's thirty nine right now. So yeah, that would make sense. Like so, if you're trying to say that, yeah, the, the age difference. That, yeah, them. the age difference is closer. Gotcha. So you think yeah. so you think he could try possibly be behind him? Yeah. Yep, we will see. Um, uh, let's move on to the, to the next uh, topic of discussion. Um, me and Jay did a podcast probably about two weeks ago on WandaVision when it first started, kind of doing a breakdown of 
think it was the first four episodes at that time that had come out. And we here at the shoot program, we are really interested and have been loving uh, what's been going on with WandaVision. Um, from the first episode all the way until now, the progression that they've made, um, the introduction of different characters. Um, but today, specifically, we want to talk about episode eight, which was the one that just came out last Friday. Um, and Riley, did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, not yet. Oh, wow. But it, it Riley, you can't have a pocket. You mean what? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I actually didn't know. Out. I'd watched all the episodes probably that Thursday. I didn't know it came out Friday. Well, what we're going to do when we when we get to some spoilers, I'm going to have to have you like mute your mic or mute the computer or something so you don't hear us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so as we all know from episode episode six, seven, and eight have all had like kind of at the very end a cliffhanger leading into the next episode. So episode six, that was when um, I believe that was a Pietro episode, right? Um, I believe, Jay? I, believe, I think six is where he came in. I think so. Was six, was six the one where he came in, or was that the one where at the very end he showed up? Six is where they had the costumes on, I'm pretty sure, right? Okay, so five is where he came in, leading into six. Okay, gotcha. At the and end of seven, six, that was when Vision tried to escape. Yes, um, yes. And then, and then, then seven back. starts when we get the whole situation with seven. Yeah, with the whole reason. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, leading into episode eight, um, at the end of seven, a major character is revealed. Um, and that is Ag- Agatha Harkness, which, which uh, Marvel great. fans know, uh, which is great, super great. She's a, a witch, uh, an old witch in the Marvel Universe who actually at times has been very helpful um, and not so much of a villain. Um, I remember from certain books that I've read growing up uh, in the Fantastic Four, she actually helped them out quite a bit um, whenever they had uh, their two children who were overpowered at the time. She kind of like helped rein them in and their powers under control. Um, And she also helped Wanda in the comics for a bit with her children as well. But, um, you know, spoilers for anybody who hasn't read the comics. um, She ends up telling Wanda, Kind of after the House of M event that her children aren't real. Um, and basically she ends up hiding hiding it from Wanda. She puts a spell on her and hides it from her to make her not remember her children. And then later on down the road in, in comics down the line, Wanda re- remembers her kids and finds out what Agatha does and she kills them. So um, it's interesting to see how they brought her into WandaVision because uh, it seems like she's set up right now to be sort of a villain at the moment. Um, and then yesterday or last Friday's episode kind of takes you through Wanda basically going back and seeing cru- crucial parts in her life that led to where she is today. Now, the question I have for Jay is, and Riley, if you want to mute, you can mute at this at this moment. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and deafen real fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, the question, Jay, that I have for you is, and I don't know if you caught this probably did but are they trying to say that wanda was a witch from the beginning yes they are i think so because when agatha is taking her through the different scenes if you remember the scene where the bomb comes in agatha goes up to her at the very end and she's like so why didn't that bomb go off and she was like i don't know it just didn't go off and she was like hmm seems like like that's out of all the stuff that's going on around you this one bomb is the one that didn't go off 
she was like, so y'all were perfectly safe for two whole days. Uh, everything around you has been chaos and you and Pietro were fine. She was like, it seems like you might be a witch. So I, so my whole thing was like, oh, so you're trying to tell me she was already a witch from birth. It sounds like, it sounds like they it are sounds trying. sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> to, she was a mutant. I think that. Like she was a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> And, exactly. Yes, and maybe the Infinity Stone has activated those genes. And as we know in the X, in the MC, I mean in the Marvel comics and in X Men comics, we know that for some people, the X Men gene or the X gene cannot can, can sometimes be in slumber. It sometimes for some people it does not activate until something catastrophic or uh, some kind of uh emotional thing happens like like you're going through puberty that's why most of their um m- most of the mutants their their uh their x gene activates usually during puberty because they you know they're getting more emotional and stuff like that so it's hey it, hey i see what they doing i see what they doing i think we get Bro. our answers <laughs> man so they said i'm telling you they setting it up and like a lot of people were saying oh, this episode was just okay but when i started seeing stuff like that i was like okay this is like a setup episode for the main one, for like for like the last episode. So they went through that whole thing. Basically told us from the beginning. Uh, let's just be real. She was a mutant. She already was. She already had the powers as a kid. Then she right. gets older and she ends up going into that program to uh, what well, they told her that she was going to be trying to save the world. But they were doing experiments on people with the Infinity Stone. And I'm pretty sure that Infinity Stone just brought out that, like you said, the dormant powers are already inside of her. Right. So. Uh, she ends up getting those, getting her powers reawoken or basically brought out for the first time from the Infinity Stone and that little time, like that whole two minutes is missing on the camera when they're trying to go back and see actually what happened. Uh, so I was I was uh, really into episode eight um, and I love the way that they were setting up everything and showing kind of like basically like, like they said at the end, she's basically becoming the Scarlet Witch. So uh, what'd you think about how they set up everything and, and what are you looking forward to or think is going to happen in, in, in episode nine it, first of all here's what i'll say it, that was my one of my well not my least favorite episode but i wasn't a huge fan of the episode only because i wanted it because wanted it to continue i was like no this is not what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> i gotta wait i gotta wait a whole week no man it's all yeah. crazy uh but no nah, man it was very uh very interesting getting to see uh uh, Wanda's uh her backstory and our backstory uh for the first time really um besides what we got from uh Age of Ultron and and a little bit that we're told from that point but it was it was very interesting to see that I will say it doesn't look like we're going to get like a Magneto uh you know come out the you know oh Magneto's really your father you know it's, it doesn't look like we're going to get that so I don't right. know I don't know I don't when the X-Men do, do come over and however we find out they do I don't know if they're going to um, connect that somehow unless we get like some kind of Batman beyond twist where, oh, you know, they, they, we needed you're just you're actually the uh, you're, we actually adopted you. And, you know, I could, something like that. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yep. So but uh, I, I like where it's going. I like um, I man. Uh, who's the actress that plays Agatha? Oh, what's her name? Uh She's really good, man. She was in uh, this movie I watched by uh, one of my favorite directors who's, you know, controversial. controversial. He did uh, Signs and uh, M. Oh, Night Shyamalan. M. Night. Catherine she Hines. was in this movie that... Yeah, she was in this movie that he did. 
don't know if you watched it or not, Jay. I'm trying to think of the name of it right now, but it was when she sent her two kids to visit their grandparents. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they get to visit their grandparents, they, they, they're experiencing all this weird stuff with their grandparents. And then come to find out at the very end of the movie, um, those weren't her grand, those weren't their grandparents. Right. Like right. they killed their grandparents. Yeah. So she was like the, the mom in that movie. She's really, she's a good actor. So, yeah, she um, I do remember her now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's so good in this role. I want to choke her to death. <laughs> <laughs> Cause she was peeing me off the whole time, man. She's peeing me off the whole time. She's really good. She's really good. Uh, kudos to uh, to, uh, to Catherine Hankers. Um, uh, Marvel did really good with uh, choosing her, but she's she's a very convincing um, Agatha Harkness. And uh, I, I I here's here's one thing that I'm look I'm curious about going into the next episode is so we found out. Okay, so two things, like you said in the comics, like you said in the comics. Um, her children weren't real, right? And, right? and Scarlet Witch eventually kills her after you know that revelation comes out. My question is, are the two children, Wiccan and um, the other kid, uh, the other speedster, are they real? Or did did um, Wanda really create them? Or did Agatha ha- Agatha have something to do with that? Um, yeah. And because the reason why I really want to know that answer to that question is because we find out later in the episode that um, the agents of S.W.O.R.D. are working on a new version of uh, Vision. Yeah, I was on. Yeah. And so now we have this new Vision and we also find on this episode that because at first, remember, when we were watching the previous episodes, they were they were making it seem as if. Wanda had took all of Vision's parts after she found them out at the, uh, the found them at the sword base and saw what they were doing to him. But then we that was a lie. Yeah, that was a lie. It was that was a uh, that was a you know I can't think of the name for the, a twist a twist or whatever. Yeah, we find out that she straight up creates them. Uh, right. <laughs> I thought that Which was, was crazy. crazy. Yes. Well, yeah, it's crazy. So she calls her at the end of the at the end of the show. He calls Wanda a Nexus being, and for everyone listening, Nexus beings in the Marvel Universe are, are characters who have the ability to basically create anything that they want to from matter all over the universe. Like they can they can create stuff and change reality. Um, and there's only a few of those in the Marvel Universe that we know of. Um, right. So if Wanda is that, then she's one of the more powerful characters in the MCU, right. uh, which you know a lot of the X Men tend to be, or some of the big ones tend to be. So. That's gonna be cool if they deep if they if they dive deeper into that. Um, like you just mentioned, um, the new version of Vision um, is called White White Vision. Um, and earlier during the, like a couple episodes ago, they had this thing where they showed um, like a project name that old boy was working on, um, and it was called Project Cataract, which is basically uh, you know cataracts destroy vision. So right. wow. <laughs> I, cool I didn't notice that. Name. <laughs> Yeah, that was a cool little code name that they had, you know, for, for Vision in the project. But for those who don't know who White Vision is, White Vision basically, um, the first time we ever see him was in a comic uh, called West Coast Avengers. And in that comic, um, the real Vision gets stolen by some people. And he's reprogrammed and basically turned bad for a little bit and turned into White Vision. And when they try to go rescue Vision, he goes on a rampage and kills like a bunch of bunch of people and does some crazy stuff they end up reeling them in 
and bringing him back and um they end up salvaging him and he ends up turning almost to his normal self but the thing is he loses his connection to people so he doesn't remember who wanda is and he's cold like he was when he first when they first found him in uh age of ultron so basically he doesn't really know like what's going on he's just almost robotic like and he loses all his human emotion so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do here if wanda keeps the vision that she made or if something happens where she loses all that and then they end up having to take the white vision and turn him back into regular vision again so it's a lot of stuff that needs to be answered in an hour bro on friday <laughs> that's true so, that is true all I, I just don't want them to leave us with a stupid cliffhanger going into like falcon and the winter soldier because i'm like that has nothing to do with this so just give me some answers or at least give me some answers and then lead me into uh dr strange and, and the multiverse of madness at least do that right right it's a it's a lot of answers that's because i know we do see um we do see uh uh monica rambeau and quicksilver uh look like they're about to go in the basement at one point in one of the trailers and um yeah so we know at some point they interact so i'm curious if pietro is even real or why he's really there now um and uh if, if he even if he's a creation of agatha or did uh wanda actually create him so there's a lot of questions like you said that Definitely got to be answered, and uh, at least we know. Um, however, this ends. At least we know that Vision is gonna come back somehow because they made that body, and that's I. I just, you we already know how it's going. Vision gonna get a new body, and he'll be back. So that's good. Exactly. <laughs> um, I will say this: the only thing I had to look up this week, I, I looked up the same thing you were talking about. Is um, Pietro really the Pietro from the Fox universe? Because mm-hmm. you know, at first I was doing a whole speculation. Oh, this is the way they're bringing him in, and she brought him from the from, from from the multiverse and all that. So apparently, it looks like right at this moment, leading into episode nine, that he's not the Pietro from the Fox universe; that he's just someone who's in the Marvel universe that Agatha took, Agatha took control of and set up to be her brother in the town or whatever. But uh, as they said, there is a possibility that something happens where Agatha tapped into some kind of power and brought him over when she didn't know, or maybe Wanda had a hand in it. And she ended up bringing him over from, from a different universe. So, let me see. We'll see. If that's true, Marvel, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can't set us up, set us up, let us down like that. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Bro. That's a Ryan Johnson right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't waste good characters and right. just try to tell a story. Just tell the story that we all want to hear. Divert all so, expectations. That's what they're doing. Exactly. So. I, I end up thinking he's gonna still be the Pietro from the Fox universe. You just you can't do that and not expect the whole world to assume that that's who that is. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We yeah. will see. Uh, let me get Riley back in here real quick. Hold up. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, sir. All right, Riley. Sorry we had to put you on a little ele- elevator music hold for a minute. Um, <laughs> nah, that's cool. But we we have finished talking about it, and we are about to hop into our next topic. I'm going to let Jay take the lead on this one, but basically um, a Superman reboot has been uh, established over at Warner Brothers. Uh, it's going to be pretty much written by Tanashi Coates and uh, directed by J.J. Abrams, who's also producing it. Um, so Jay, take us away on that one, man. Just let us know a little bit about that. Now, is his name pronounced Tanashi Coates? Is that the correct pronunciation? Because I've always said Tanahisi. I've I'll always real. said that. I'm going to be real. You are probably 100% correct. Um, I don't know how to say his name. I've just looked at videos of him online, but 
You are probably right. That is his name. I, I apologize. Jay, go ahead. I just no, I just wanted to make sure because I I could be I could be wrong, but uh, no, I think I'm just 100 wrong. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, we found out that um um JJ Abrams is producing. First of all, this was this was um this is not exactly new news because we heard this before. If you remember, we actually heard that JJ Abrams was um looking to uh do a new um Superman reboot of maybe uh a few years ago, right? And uh yep. we just never heard anything after that. And um and there was this big push to to uh keep uh um Henry Cavill as the current Superman. But yeah, so we we got uh we first of all let's get one thing for our viewers and audience that don't know uh ta Coates is a um is a he's an author um he's a black author uh black journalist um i believe he he went to howard university and i think he was um i think he went to howard with uh chadwick boseman too um i think they were they were good yeah. friends <clears throat> and um mm-hmm. but he has wrote he has wrote a lot of books and um uh, he wrote a lot of books about. Uh, he focuses more stuff on a, on a black on a black uh, community, and uh, I, he's really known for his book. Uh, I think it's called Between the World and Me. He, it's like a, um, a story of a, a little uh, small biography about him and his father, and um, his his father's mm-hmm. relationship. And he, I think he wrote a book also about Obama too. But um, he's yeah he's a very accomplished um, black author, and um, as you know he's. Well, as we found out, he's been brought on to write a new Superman movie um, because apparently Warner Bros. is rebooting Superman or what they're saying, a soft reboot. And it sounds like they're doing it in the same vein as this new Batman film um, that Robert Pattinson is going to be in, the the Batman. Uh, There's a lot of mixed, a lot of mixed um, views on this. I have mixed views i know ej you have mixed views right like it's, we'll hear yours in a minute but uh the current i want to say the current main um feelings on it is we everyone wants to see a continuation of the current superman uh henry cavill because a lot of people don't feel like he got his just due his second movie was batman versus superman and that was that was um critically paying um uh, we never really got to see a true superman sequel and now he's already you know being pushed out the window um a lot of people are also you know of course the races and all the other people who don't want to see a black superman are going to come out but i'm also hearing rumors that it won't, it won't even be a black superman in the way we think it's going to be it's going to, it's not going to be a black clark, clark kent it's going to be actually another character um i believe his name is val l and he's actually a black superman he's actually a kryptonian uh in the same vein as clark Kent Kal-El and um, Kara-El, uh, Supergirl who also escaped Krypton and he's uh, he takes up the mantle of Superman uh, but he's also, but he's not Clark Kent so there's rumors that that's the uh, that is the Superman that um, Ta-Nehisi Coates is going to be writing about so if that's what they're going to be doing then that's understandable but still is it too soon for a brand new Superman and and it kind of seems like Warner Bros. doesn't know what they want. Don't know where they want to go with their DCU, and it's just going to further confuse things. Because of course, they're still supposedly they're still working on a Flash movie, and the Flash movie is still a part of the D the, the DCU with the current slate of heroes with Cyborg, um, Ben Affleck Superman, and Henry Cavill Superman, and Wonder Woman. So uh, I don't know, man. It's, 
I don't know. I don't, I, this is it's, it sounds like it's too soon for all this to be to be done. Which I think. To, to me, they're just doing stuff just out of order. Like, why why are we doing all this? Like, it, it, it'd be cool to see a adaptation of a black Superman or something like that. I wouldn't mind that. But my whole thing is like, dude, we got a Superman TV show. We got a Superman on the big screen. Why are we have so many different Supermans right now? Why can't we just have one? I think Riley uh, basically said it best like at the beginning, like there's no need for all the Superman that we have at the moment. Like I understand the one on TV and the one in movies because you're kind of dis- distinct two different universes and say like okay well the multiverse has the cw characters and this other universe has the characters that we know with uh you know all the characters with batman and superman that we see on on the big screen so i get they're trying to distinct you know distinguish those two from from themselves but what i don't understand is like what they're doing with every character basically every big character it seems like like there's two batmans there's two jokers like like let's just get back to one timeline just do one universe first and perfect that before you start doing offshoots of the multiverse like i understand what they're trying to do go ahead rather that's another thing like you said like why is there two jokers why can't why can't we just like oh it's just so frustrating the way they're doing things right now i get the fact that they're trying to do a multiverse and i understand um the storyline with with the flash and him going back and resetting everything like I watched all those movies, I read the comics. Like I get that. The thing from for DC is it's too early for for y'all for that. Marvel can do that because they have 15 years of established characters, and they've given us three phases basically of movies that we can understand and get close to these characters. And we see characters grow, we see characters die. Like we see everything that's going on with them, and so they've gotten to a point to where certain characters are transitioning out of the Marvel universe. Some people are getting too old and they're having to recast. And so they're trying to bring in the multiverse now to kind of set things right and set the balance. Also, they're working with Spider-Man, who's basically a part of Sony and and Marvel. They're trying to figure out a way to bring characters in from that universe into the Marvel universe. So Marvel has the ability and they have the and they've earned the right to do that. For DC, we've given us three or four movies, and now you're trying to talk about there's a multiverse. We don't need that. Your your issue was you made Justice League way too soon. You gave us Three movies, basically, and then you threw Justice League on us. Never seen Green Lantern, never seen Martian Manhunter. Uh, you gave a cyborg at the very end, um, and you know, getting on him and 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 how they've used him is a whole nother story. But you try to throw everything on us too quick. You go from uh, Man of Steel, which, in my opinion, is an underrated movie and wasn't as bad as people thought it was. Um, from that to uh, Batman vs Superman, which that to me wasn't as bad either. I think it kind of ran a little bit long on time, but I didn't think that movie was that bad either. Mm-hmm. And then you basically don't give us any more Superman. You throw in Wonder Woman, which was a good movie, and then you give us Justice League. Like we have no time to build character relationships with anybody in this universe. And now you're trying to do offshoots and give us three different versions of every character. DC is setting themselves up for failure. So as much as I would love to see a black superman um obviously you know for the culture that would be amazing um and i if they do do the movie i'm gonna go watch and support anyway um just for my boy and for jj so uh i'm definitely gonna watch it it's just there's no need in my opinion right now for that until you give me another henry cavill superman movie it's been way overdue and over time 
for him not to get a sequel to Man of Steel. That's all I'm saying. So I agree with you, EJ, and I'd love to go watch a new Superman movie. The only thing I'd ask for is for Goku to be in it. <laughs> what? No comment. Uh, I'll, I'll be saying this too. I was looking up uh, Tanisi Coates' uh, his, um, resume when it came to writing because I, I do re- I couldn't recall at the time and moment um, uh, him writing comics, but because I, I did remember, but I wasn't really sure. But yes, he has wrote, written comics. He has he written he for Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, he did. He wrote for Black Panther. Yep, and he uh, he did Captain America. Avengers and um, some other stuff. So he has some uh, he has some uh, 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 access to uh, to that fiction. He I mean he, he knows what he's doing when it comes to fiction, obviously. So uh, it's not like right. It's not like we're arguing or we're trying to say that he you know or and I'm not we're not pointing fingers at him. We just you know pointing fingers at the fact that hey Warner Bros. Brothers we really don't need him for Superman right now because you haven't established the one that we have now. Um, so it's not yeah. like he can't yeah. write a good he can't come in and write a good Superman movie it's just it's, we have a Superman right now that you guys did not flesh out and you just you look, it seems like you're just giving up on him and, um, and, if that's exactly. the, and if that's the way you're going to make movies and that's, that's the way you're going to produce stuff it, you might as well not do it because if you come out and do the same thing with this one um, everybody's going to hate you for it for sure yeah so yeah it, I wouldn't be surprised to be honest guys I wouldn't be surprised if this is their way because they they're describing this as a soft reboot I would not be surprised if, if this is their way of a course okay well look we want to start over but we don't want to do the truth we don't want to just come out and tell the fans we're starting over so we're gonna call it a soft reboot <laughs> it, it sounds like they're starting over they just don't want to let us know you already came you guys are starting a whole new Batman film. You recast everybody in that. It looks good, to be honest. Y'all, y'all know I'm a sucker for Batman stuff. But uh, only joke but... right out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Ben Affleck was better than people give him credit for. I want to see was. more of Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh, Backfleck was amazing. I love Backfleck. He was very yeah. good. He was very good. And uh... yeah. he's a good dark, dark superhero. That's that's another thing. We need more rated R Marvel movies. Because I want to see some of the real stuff that actually happened in the ball. Uh, I don't know. I disagree with that. I, I don't think we need any of that. I think we had. I think we got there with the Punisher, Luke Cage, and uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Um, and we and we definitely get that with Deadpool. I I feel like the way the way Marvel the uh, the Marvel has been doing uh, uh, the MCU um, is perfect. Is not is not too kiddish. It's fa- it's family friendly. Friendly. Everybody can pick up and watch it. I'm gonna tell you, I've never had a proud prouder moment than being at the movie theaters. And after Infinity War, a lady coming there asking a grown woman who brought her kids to see Infinity War coming up to me asking me, um, "Did Spider Man really die?" <laughs> <laughs> she really cared. She really wanted to know. And and. You, I know she didn't grow up. She probably didn't read the comics, and she's probably catching on and getting on because of the popularity of the films. So, I, to me, I think it's just right where it is. It's still entertaining without having to be rated R. We still get great action. They drop curse words every now and then. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. I think MCU. I think um, 
uh, I just want more rated R stuff. Now I don't, I'm not saying like, you know, change the way they're doing things, but give me like a rated R Thor thing where Thor goes and does some of the crazy stuff he does in, in the comics, or give me a rated R Peter Parker situation where Peter actually is doing some of the like real mind bendy stuff that he does in the comics. Uh, I mean, I, I think I have to go with, with Jay on this one. I think Marvel is better suited to be PG-13 almost R, but not not all the way. I think the only characters that should be rated R is what Jay already said, which would be uh, Deadpool, Punisher. Punisher, and maybe Daredevil. I think those three could possibly be rated R movies that you could plug in somewhere else. I don't... I, you can get away with too much with Spider-Man and some of these other characters to do movies that are close to rated R, but not necessarily rated R in Spider-Man. So I don't think you have to do that. I think that if you're going to start doing rated R superhero movies, DC is more set up for rated R superhero movies than anybody. Like, yeah. their characters be killing everybody, like, left and right. They don't give a damn. <laughs> like, it's, they, I mean, they, they honestly don't. You know, you saw what happened in Batman vs. Superman. You saw what Batman was doing. Um, and, and, and Superman. And he's not supposed to be killing people. <laughs> right. right. He, he's not supposed to be. But I, you can make a you can make an R-rated movie without Batman killing anybody. But just like the, just the stuff that's going on, how, how how dark it is and stuff that's going on, like you could do that. Kill people, yeah. Villains kill people, and then I mean, let's be real. Superman be be doing laser beams out of his eyes. I know he's killing people. So I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Like the DC and Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman be chopping people's heads off with with uh with and, and stuff. Like let's be honest, DC is set up for R-rated movies. Like they have a, a mini multitude of characters be killing people left and right so besides like you said even if you, if you take batman out of it the whole bunch of people that get killed people all the time so right. i think if you're gonna do r-rated movies dc is the way to go leave marvel as the kid friendly right but still friendly uh comic enterprise so exactly and uh to just the, the top of what you said too you know uh, I, I always thought dc even before the films and the mcu and all i always thought dc was the more darker um, uh, the darker comic, uh, the comic company, then, then, because you had Batman was dealing with some very serious stories. Batman was very serious stories, and um, do you no, I, I completely agree with that. I just feel like sometimes, like, I want some of the like crazy stuff that happens in the comics to be shown on the big screen. I, I will say, possibly a, a Wolverine movie. Possibly that could be, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. It won't be. It won't be. I'll tell you why. It won't be. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why it won't be because they already I don't know if y'all heard but they announced that the, the new Blade will not be rated R and I am disappointed in that are you kidding oh my god are you serious yes they said Blade that is uh, a rated R guy like you can't not uh, so yes Blade I am Blade is a Marvel falls under that too I agree that should, he should be rated R also right and I, I think that the only reason they won't be making him rated R because I think I think they're probably going to be adding him to the Avengers at some point I think that's why that's the only reason I can right, say. Rightfully so. Yeah. And that's why they will keep Deadpool rated R because I don't think they could ever. A Deadpool just would be a, a ridiculous addition to the to an Avengers lineup. <laughs> yeah. Deadpool could come in there. He'll be he'll be Captain American for like three days, or and he'll take over the uh, Spidey suit. If they'll put on Spider Man suit. If Deadpool comes into an Avengers movie, it is officially a Deadpool movie. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. It 100% is. I agree. But you do understand that's what Deadpool would do, right? If he was to go into the Avengers, he would just be taking over for Spidey one day. He's done that in the comics. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But 
I can see I can see him maybe in the Avengers movie like in phase five or something. I, I can possibly see that. I, I don't want to see that pool movie at all. <laughs> I mean I feel you. I'm you not like that pool? I, I can see him doing it, but I, you know. I've never been a, a big fan of Deadpool because of of how of of his whole thing. I mean, you know, I understand his whole breaking the fourth wall and breaking doing the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. But to me, yeah. when you're trying to tell like maybe some serious stories or whatever, it just doesn't work with him being in there. To me, to me. Yeah, know? yeah. I see yeah. what you're saying. So, you can't tell a serious story with Deadpool, right? But that that's the thing is Deadpool's like the comic relief. But exactly, no. But he's the extreme comic relief. That's, extreme extreme right so that's what i'm saying so if you put him in an avengers movie it's almost impossible not to have him be the focus so that's why i just yeah. don't see it oh no, what I you do is you have him you have him sit down in a chair you have him pull out a book and he says now i'm going to tell you the story of the avengers and how i was there <laughs> i will say if, uh if you're not going to do blade like that i know that i know me and jay talked about this on like maybe the first podcast we had together um, they're coming out with a Static Shock movie, and yeah. I don't know if y'all read the the comics, the 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 initial, the original Static comics. Yep. But that shit was dark. It was so. Dark. It was dark. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing even the like kids show, show. Even the kids. Show I mean, the kids show was kind of dark at some points too, but I mean, it's nothing like the comic. But comic books were super dark. I mean, you had like. You had like like real gangs and people getting shot and 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 and, and grandma's getting shot in the corner like it was super serious so right. they're gonna do a movie rated r in, in the dc coming up next i would love to see a radar static shock movie. right I, I, they I gotta think, do him right though i they wanna gotta see, do him right yeah, i want to see i want to see a uh, legit adaption from the comics i don't want to see static shock from um w uh kids wb uh that was a great show <laughs> that was a great show it was a great show yeah yeah but I want to, like you said, yeah. I want to, I want to see the real because there was a lot of allegories too, uh, and just parallels to what's really going on in the hood and stuff like that. So that's what made, you know, static exactly. great. So yeah, I feel you. Even though they're in North Dakota, and I don't know no hoods in North Dakota. But other than that, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know who, I don't know what they were thinking with that. I guess they had to find a new city, and they just like we're just gonna use North Dakota, but. Um, or I could be wrong. I've never been there, but uh, let's. Uh, I know we're kind of running late, but let's move on to um, our anime series. And mm-hmm. Riley, um, I'm gonna let you take over in a sec. From everybody who doesn't know, Riley is is, is the special guest uh, for this podcast tonight. Um, he's a big anime fan. Riley put me on a couple anime shows and got me on Demon Slayers a little bit. So Riley's gonna talk to us about some of the uh, upcoming uh, animes that are that are recent recently been released and just talk about them a little bit so riley go ahead man take it away um so like like uh ej was saying we're gonna talk about some some animes that have been released released in the last i would say three years um one of them is a little weird it was released in uh 2020 it's called glipnir uh for anyone that's looking to how to spell that it's spelled g l e i P I'll put um, IR. I'll put I'll put You'll it put up it. in the video version. So okay. Well, anyway, basically what this anime is all about is this alien crash lands on Earth. Um he 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 basically loses all of his friends in this city. Uh some high school kids come around him 
they find one of his uh his friends and he starts giving kids superpowers uh that's kind of the best way to explain it without going into how weird it is it has some dark elements to it and it's probably pretty close to rated r is what i would say um it's one of those that probably not a big like oh first anime but um we should definitely definitely it's a good watch it's it's all about the story on this one um is what i really like it for and it's kind of like a fighter story anime is the best way to explain it sounds like chronicle but uh explain it like when it when uh the four friends the four friends found that thing that meteor and all got powers yes it, it is actually similar to that i would say but probably a little bit more like anime focused right right <laughs> but um no nah, that's pretty much the thing about glipnir I, I would say it's really good it was released in april of 2020 i believe okay so it, it's it's actually a pretty good anime um there's another one that is a must watch for anybody that's starting anime uh this is definitely a must watch this is something that everybody in the family can have fun watching it's called fire force um it's basically a after a uh apocalypse has happened on earth uh far far into the future japan is still standing as a city that burns bright in the future or whatever and they're firemen well what what the apocalypse was all about was where people turned into these fire demons basically people would die and they turn into like demons that were fire and uh they, they needed people to fight this so they created the fire force and it's like whole different divisions of where they fight this and there's a whole little story of like where this fire is coming from and what you know is there like a, a god of the fire or like what's happening in this world kind of situation and like like there's even like tiers of the powers that they can get to like some people in the uh, in the world can actually get powers they're born with it and stuff like that kind of like quarks uh quirks okay but uh it, it's it's a it's a it's a must watch i would say that everybody would enjoy this it's a it's a pretty good anime i would suggest that everybody should watch um i wouldn't say it's up there with you know like what what's one i'm not thinking of i don't know if it's demon slayer level because they got y'all kind of on demon slayer right now <laughs> but it it's up there it's definitely I mean, up there fire, though. i mean i it, it, it it's pretty good i like I, it took took me forever to get y'all to actually watch demon slayer so that's true um i had a lot of we had a lot of stuff going on at that moment so. <laughs> but um so this one i cannot pronounce jay you want to try to pronounce it uh well, let me go pick up to it so this is kake kakeguri guri kakeguri okay kakeguri um so kakeguri is an anime um it's something i just came across every now and then i'm trying to find things basically what this entire thing is about and it's it's probably a little weird one too because it does kind of get on that edge of like why are you being so sexual sometimes <laughs> but uh it's actually a really good story basically um this kid's going to a high school and the high school is all about gambling so uh basically they always make these ridiculous bets and like kids kids can become dogs to where they're either called a, um they're either called a mittens which for the females and a, i forgot what the a toby or something i forgot the dog's name for the boys oh whoa, but whoa. uh <laughs> what 
what? You said they call it what? <laughs> Toby or something like that, I think, right? <laughs> okay. Um, is Toby a bad name? Yeah, with a love. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Is Toby actually a bad name? You ever seen the movie Roots, Riley? <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I didn't. Guess you, I didn't think you had, but uh, <laughs> Toby's not not a great name in the black community. But anyway, continue, continue. <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm about to die. Uh, Pretty sure it's a Japanese word that I'm mispronouncing. Is they call them in. Okay, <laughs> it's possible. I'm just making sure. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's uh, <laughs> anyway, th- this one's a little over sexualized. I would say um, there's some things about it that's kind of kind of iffy, but it actually has a really good story. Um, basically, uh, this kid's going to the school. He's he's a dog. Uh, he can't get underneath from underneath this girl that basically won him in, in a bet. And uh, all of a sudden, another student comes out of nowhere and she's like the best gambler to ever live. And now he's like her lap dog, but he's following her around and, he, and she basically gets him out of all the debt and stuff. And from there on, they continue their journey. Well, wait, so now when you further explain it, it's like EJ really has a point because it sounds like some slaves. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm just saying, you know. Watch this one with uh, uh some uh, it's not safe for work. Definitely watch that. Oh, no, it's definitely not safe for work. Definitely, that's why I said it was over sexualized. <laughs> it is <laughs> definitely not safe for work. But uh, this one, so uh, this one is actually available on Netflix. Um, I actually forgot to do that on the other ones, Jay, but so this is available on Netflix, Fire Force um that i know of it's available on uh funimation and i'm think hulu has fire force i'm pretty sure hulu has fire force maybe not all the the episodes but uh i know i know funimation definitely has it and then glipnir that i know of glipnir is only on funimation here's the major question is it all dubbed because i'm not watching sub nothing everything everything we've talked about right here is dubbed uh, Glipnir, whenever it first came out, was not uh, dubbed, but it just recently came out with the dub. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, as of there, right now, I won't say this, as of right now, Glipnir is up in question for a season two. Uh, Fire Force is in the works of a season three, I believe. And then... Uh, uh, you still there? You look like you faded out. Hello? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can. Uh, K Kurguru. Kakiguru, yeah. Kakiguru. That one, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to have another season, but uh, I haven't actually finished the whole thing just yet. I'm like the last two episodes. Gotcha. Uh, but, uh, just because, uh, you know, Netflix had it bad to where, like, when they first started putting anime on Netflix, they had like 30 animes on there. 29 of them were sub. <laughs> one of them was sub. And I, yes, I I just, I just wrote them off. I was just like, I'm not watching any more animes on on Netflix because they don't know how to put a, a dub on there. So, I, I agree with you. Netflix was really bad about that, but they they've gotten better. I've started watching some of their stuff. This is one of the first ones on uh, I would say on Netflix that I've really started watching recently. Me and my little cousin, I'm trying to show him Naruto. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get my sister into Naruto too. So. Yeah, he just got to the uh, Gar area where Gar starts showing up. Ooh, I, I, y'all make me want to watch it all over again. Don't start talking about that. Exactly. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But um, oh, it, it's it's awesome to see someone else watch it though. It's like 
I don't know how to explain it, man. No, I, I feel you. It's it's like uh, getting somebody to watch Dragon Ball Z for the first time. Yeah, my, my, oh, my yeah. little cousin, yeah. my little cousin's like, wait, we can't skip any of the intro or the outro. And I'm like, why? <laughs> He's like, the music's so good. <laughs> man, speaking of Dragon Ball Z, so Greg Greg was in the store today because he bought a Switch too, and he was asked what game should he get. He picked up Jump Force. And I was oh, like, no. why would you play Jump Force when you don't know anything about anime? You don't know. You will know zero characters on that on, in that game. But yeah, so. I would say this, it, though. Wait, Dragon Ball Fighters over Jump Force. But wait, wait, wait. Jump Force is free on Game Pass. So, yeah, it is. So yeah, so if he wants to try it out, I hope he did. Did he buy it? No, okay. I told him not to. I mean, what's the point? He don't know who Goku is. He don't know who any of those characters are. Like, True. Naruto, Greg, Greg is so weird. Like, he would be the person that would love anime, but he, like, just won't do it. The things that I know... Okay, I'm, 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 let me calm down, because I'm about to start talking <laughs> crazy and calling Greg out and calling him out his name. So I'm, I'm, let me calm down for a second. But the stuff that I know... For everybody who's, 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 who's listening to the podcast, Greg is my cousin. Um... Known him since I was born. I know him in and out. The stuff that I know he would like, he just doesn't pick up. Like, and he'll end up looking at five to ten years later, and he'll come back to me. Oh my god, it's so good. Game of Thrones. Never watched while I was on. Came back after the last season. Oh my god, it's so good. Walking Dead. Didn't watch it when it first came on. Seven seasons in, he starts picking up. Oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. I've told you to watch it when they first came out. Like. I'm t- I tell him to watch stuff because I know that this stuff is in his alley. Right. It was just, so hard to watch you to watch Game of Thrones too, EJ. Uh, okay, it, it was because you were like you were you were like it, no, you were like if Game of Thrones is anything like that game y'all told me to play. Oh, like uh, Dragon Age. <laughs> Dragon Age. Okay, so here's the thing: I usually do not like medieval stuff at all, but. In my defense, I watched um, uh, that show, Riley, within the same month of you telling me to watch it. I didn't wait to, like Greg did, and wait six years in, uh, down the line to say, okay, I'm going to go back and watch it now. Like, I'll do stuff, and I'll actually look at it, and if I like it, I like it. I actually liked um, that show, and I watched it all. But Greg will watch stuff super late and then come back and say, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing ever. So he'll probably start Dragon Ball Z in 2025. Probably. <laughs> so, so, so there's one other thing I want to talk about is now, since y'all brought me on your, my, your show, you know, I got to advertise my thing. Go ahead, do your plug. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, normally, since, normally, since, we charge, since, normally we charge 100 bucks per, per spot, but we're lucky. We're lucky <laughs> See, we're since Jay is a co co writer and EJ's going to be a star. <laughs> this is true. So, so, just to let y'all know, I do a uh, YouTube uh, D&D actual play of Star Wars. It is uh, Star Wars 5e. And I have a couple other friends of mine that uh, basically play a D&D story. And it's set in the universe of Star Wars just right after Order 66. Um, me and Jay actually kind of wrote it together. I kind of came up with the idea and I throw ideas off of Jay. And Jay tells me, no, that would ruin the story and stuff like that. He makes sure I don't go too crazy. Right, because uh, we, if, if anyone knows, we all, all three of us, we love Star Wars, and uh, right, that's right. And Ryan Johnson and, messed enough up for us, so we gotta get it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Jay, uh, I was going to get Jay to play the role of, uh, spoiler alert, Mace Windu, because Mace Windu lives in this story, but he doesn't have a lot of time to be able to do that. So we're going to have EJ star as Mace Windu. Which will be very interesting because I'm, I'm curious to hear. Uh, I'm curious to hear EJ's interpretation. I really want to see this, how this goes. So just to let everybody know, um, Jay will not be listening to this. No <laughs> one will be listening to it except for me and Riley and Riley. So. <laughs> but um, let me go ahead and uh, post this for you, Jay, right here. But uh, the actual name of the uh, YouTube is Star Wars The Dwindling Light. Um, so Star Wars and then the dwindling, which is D W I N D L I N G. Like, you don't have to spell it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> we got it, Riley. We got Y'all a podcast, bro. No, I, I'll, I know, but I'll, I'll make sure everywhere I post right. it, they have it. They have it. So, you'll, you'll be good. so yeah, but uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that, Riley. Sure. Um, uh, Getting into our last thing of the night, uh, jump into it real quick. Um, Pokemon has been a central game, a main game for a lot of people, especially millennials. It, it came out right when we were young. I think Pokemon came out when I was eight or nine. I think I was in fourth grade when Pokemon came out. Um, and I have literally been playing it. I played it all the way up until I basically went to college. Kind of got off of it for a while when I was busy in school, and then when I got out, went back and played the originals on like a uh, on my on my Mac. I uh, played yellow and red and blue and all that. So, you know, Pokemon has been uh, one of the greatest games probably of our generation, honestly. Um, and they continue to come out with games for like Game Boy Advance and now Nintendo Switch. But uh, they were coming out with a game called Pokemon Legends. Um, Jay, uh, correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Is it Arceus? It's gonna be, I think it could be pronounced Arceus the way you said it, or Arceus. Okay. Um, I think Jay know Jay and Riley probably know more of the lore of that than I do, but all I all I know was they got me when I heard of uh action RPG uh open world. When I saw that, I was in because I haven't seen a Pokemon game that's been open world yet. So I'm looking forward to it. What did y'all think when you heard the news the other day? Well, I will say this, because for all the Pokemon fans come out, I think the current games are deemed open world um, in mm -hmm. a way, but this is like a true open world. We're not talking about like five pieces on five cities on a map. And, you know, this is in because if you know, if you play the Pokemon games, you actually got to go to each city in, in specific order, according to the storyline or whatever. So it's not really open yeah. world, open world. When we say open world uh it's free you make the choice where if you want to go so and this is a new game uh of its kind kind said in the pokemon world which i'm very excited for and it seems uh like ej said it's uh pokemon legends Arceus, and it looks like it's taking place before any of the mainline games so we're going to be playing with characters uh i guess in a uh an ancient time i guess but they like they even had like um i guess a prototype pokeball and it, it, the pro, the Pokeball looked like it had a piece of wood in it. <laughs> Wait, I so, thought it was a zipper. It probably, I can't remember what the image was in my in my head. It looked like a piece of wood. I could be wrong, but uh, it was weird looking for oh, sure. I thought the Pokeball looked like a zipper, and everybody was like blasting it for looking like a zipper. Or is that the other game that's coming out? 
I don't know. I, I, have, I, might, have to, I might have to take another look at it. Um, if you're watching the video version, I have a picture for it. But uh, but yeah, it looks very interesting. It look, it does look like they're trying to take um, uh, some um insight from the Pokemon Go game on a mobile phone where you don't really have to battle Pokemon anymore to uh capture them. It's like you can throw Pokeballs at them. It looks like you still have the choice to battle them, but you it looks like you can just throw Pokeballs at them to try to catch them. Um, so that's interesting. I never liked that feature to be honest. I, I think you should beat the Pokemon up and. But and, uh, I bought Pikachu because I thought it was gonna be like the original Pokemon games, and all you do is throw Pokeballs at them. I was like, oh my god, no. Yeah, I think they do that because of Peter, 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 whatever. <laughs> even, though, <laughs> even though this is fiction and this animals. They're not right. animals though. They're like Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, they're animals. Yeah. But they're fictional animals, right? Right. Um, tell Peter that they're cartoon, right? You know, I, I I bet if you wore a Pikachu themed uh, uh, fur coat and it wasn't really fur, but it was fake Pikachu fur, they would they would drag you down. But uh, <laughs> that would be extreme. But okay. <laughs> but, but it looks interesting, though. It does look interesting, and um, I don't have a switch. But it will be, and I've been waiting for a game like this, and I've been waiting, for, and I, I skipped over Sword and Shield because Pokemon has seen to been have they, they keep repeating the same uh, storyline, they keep repeating the same. Uh, uh, what's the way? What's the way I'm trying to say? They keep uh, the way the game is designed is, is that the, every game has it. It seems like it repeats the same design for every game. You go on this adventure. You just do a remaster. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like, but it's but it's with new Pokemon every every generation. Yep. And I'm I got tired of that. I was like, okay, I'm wasting my money now. It's just, it's getting ridiculous. I want something new, and I want something more uh, uh, ambitious. And it looks like we're finally getting that. So I'm, I'm I will be buying a Nintendo Switch now. Um, um, I'm happy because I already had a Switch and had nothing to play on it except for Zelda. <laughs> so now I have this, so it's going to be great. Um, I will say, I bought a a Switch today, in 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 uh, just to be ready for this game next year. <laughs> um, I also bought Pokemon Sword today, um, because I read some reviews and I heard that that's supposedly the best Pokemon game that's ever come out. So um yes i am ready for it i am ready for uh this new game and i hope that it'll be good you gotta give me a review on uh sword ej because I, I i've looked at some videos and i've been thinking about getting it but man ever since i bought let's go let's go Pika, uh pikachu i was like burnt on it just i would never buy burnt. anything called let's go pikachu anything never well, never <laughs> I, I read I read the review without looking at gameplay, and I thought it was like, oh, it's just a remaster of the old games. Oh, that'll be great! I don't have to look at the old uh, images or whatever. And then I realized like all you do is throw pokeballs at things, and you're just like, now that he says that, I remember, I remember, um, I remember that it's, it was supposed to be a baby down version um, of the first Pokemon game, and um, and it was catered to children. Um, what uh, you know, these this new generation of children trying to get them into Pokemon. So yeah, so I do remember that. I forgot all about. I screwed that. up. I screwed up. <laughs> you you definitely screwed up, sir. You know you only get the games like Pearl and Diamond and Sword and Shield. You can't go for no Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. Like Riley, come on now. Yeah. Hey, man. 
I liked Pikachu, you know, it's it's cool. And I was like, all right, this will be this will be fun. And I'm like, oh no, what did I do? This is why you do your research before you make a purchase. Oh, oh and <laughs> since we're talking about this, since we're talking about this uh uh Arceus Arceus, mm-hmm. uh this is apparently supposed to be during the time of the armored Pokemon. So Right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that is. I don't I don't I don't know what that means, but uh, uh in, in the past, DJ, uh the Pokemon were used to basically fight wars. So they had actual like armor on them. So what what, what made the armor fall off? <laughs> no, no, no. Humans put armor on the Pokemon. I guess it was supposed to be oh, like I, I thought I, I thought they had armor like I thought they were like born with armor on. I was like, oh okay. No, no, no. The p- humans would put armor on them. They were like they were basically like mechs walking around it wasn't this like yeah, japanese themed uh japanese themed armor or something yes it was japanese themed armor like so samurai. they were like basically yeah they were samurai like that's samurai. a better that's a better way they were samurai walking around fighting each other yeah. like samurai my tops and samurai squirtles and all that yes yes 100 percent. they yeah. had little helmets and everything that's right. that sounds kind of fire actually but okay and i'll say this too um so the game is called Pokemon Legends Arceus. And Arceus, for everybody that doesn't know and doesn't really follow Pokemon, like Arceus is supposed to be the Pokemon guy. Um, so that's why this one is going to is going to be really special. Because um, I guess we're going to learn more about his character because um, a lot of these special or legendary mythical Pokemon, um, we get them as like, um, you know, gifts and DLC and, or whatever. And they don't really, besides the Pokedex little, um, you know, uh, uh, very brief, minor story about them. You don't know nothing about these particular Pokemon, but but, but from playing the previous games, you do know that Arceus is considered um, the Pokemon God. He, he's supposed to be the creator of the Pokemon universe and the creator of all Pokemon. So that's what that's what's make that's what's going to really make this one pretty interesting because I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. So we'll see. Gotcha. All right. Well, Riley, I appreciate you stopping by, dude. Um, you're welcome anytime. Uh, thanks for talking about those animes for us, and um, we'll get you back on the show soon. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about other ones. I got, I got another one ready that I really <laughs> wanted to share. This one, it's 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 one of the. I, I would say this one's one of my top five. But hey, I can't let y'all know that. That's I got to get back on here. I got to be a little fun again. <laughs> oh, and before we go, started watching season four of Attack on Titan. Fire. Oh. That's what I gotta say. Oh. Put the mic on that and let oh. Jay go watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. EJ, so good. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, like, oh. Like, you know what? Good. Because because you said that, Jay, if you ever say that on live again, I will fly <laughs> over there and I will slap you. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we, well, you know, we have an in-depth uh show, just one whole podcast on Attack on Titan season one through four because it's too good of a show for people like Jay and everybody out there who's not giving it a chance because they see them weird characters and they're like, what are these naked dudes doing walking around? It, it, <laughs> you have to watch the show. You have to watch the show and, and, and listen to the story. If you watch the show, follow the story, you'll understand this is one of the best animes that's ever been made. EJ, we should we, we should do like literally, let's do a four episode thing of where uh, we watch the movie that's two hours long. We watch 20 minutes of it, talk for 20 minutes. And then watch 20 minutes of it, talk for 20 minutes. Oh my 
my God. I'm down. Jay, you got to get in on it, though. You got to get in on it. Hey, you got to get in on it. We'll bring Riley back on the get and we'll go over it. We'll review it. Watch party. That's what y'all saying. It's, it's basically a uh, Attack on Titan movie podcast series. We're gonna do a whole series, a four episode series, that's talking about everything that's going on with, with Attack on Titan. Oh no, no, you, wait, uh, I forgot. Like Riley said, um, the Attack on Titan movie is supposed to kind of sum all the episodes up. Yeah, it sums all the movie, the episodes up, so it wouldn't take as long. That's why I'm saying four parts. Actually, I did my math wrong. It's five parts, twenty times. Wait, we got the picture parts. though. We got. The picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, actually six parts <laughs> alright well I uh, appreciate everybody stopping in again uh, thanks for listening to our podcast uh, be sure to like and subscribe um, like and subscribe here on the ENJ podcast uh, go to the shoot program and support our main podcast as well uh, once again thanks to our guest Riley and you can uh, visit his uh, YouTube channel um, and watch his uh, new series Star Wars The Dwindling Light uh, which is a D&D uh, actual play on YouTube that Riley and uh, his team have. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace.